turn to 1 Peter chapter 5, begin reading with verse 8. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant. This word vigilant means alert and alive, looking, watching, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist, who resist, whom resist, Steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect or mature, establish, settle, uh, strengthen, and settle you. We prepared a message for tonight uh, along another line, and uh, we put the title of it on the tape. It's upstairs if they're making right now, but God this afternoon began to deal with our hearts and change the, uh, the message for tonight, and we come to encourage you as we can, and then to alert you, to alert you to Satan, because he comes as a roaring lion that he may devour, whom he may devour, it says. You know, the Bible says that he is our adversary. I want you to note that in verse 8. He says, be sober, be sober. Now, in in this word, he's not talking about getting drunk. This is not what he's talking about here. The Bible does speak out upon strong drink. The Bible uh, speaks out upon alcohol and the use of it. And the Bible speaks out against it. And it says that it will damn your soul and drag you down. It really will. But here in this text, he's not talking about getting drunk. And he's talking about a sober mind. A sober mind here. He's talking about being alert in your mind. And then he says, be vigilant. Be looking out there for the enemy. Here is two uh, great exhortations coming to us concerning Satan. He says, be sober-minded. Be sober-minded. Satan comes first and tries to muddle the mind of the Christian. He tries to get your mind off the track. Even while you listen to a gospel message, many times he'll come and try to catch the word out of your heart and out of your mind so that he may destroy that truth as it comes into your heart. And then he says, be vigilant. Stand up and look for the enemy. Watch for him because he's surely coming upon you. He's your adversary, he says. I want us to know tonight our adversary, Satan. Now, I'm well aware as I stand here tonight and I've felt pressure already in the service. I've felt pressure already in the service. As you begin to expose Satan and you even think about exposing him, then it is that he rises up and, boy, he'll try to... Do everything he can to destroy that truth that would expose him. But my friend, I've, I've come tonight to tell you there's an adversary and his name is Satan. He's called the devil. He's called the prince of the power of the air. 
He's called the serpent in Scripture. He's called the accuser. And he's called the tempter. And all of these things. One major enemy that's against us tonight and would damn our soul and drag it, drag it down to hell. My friend, he's your adversary, the Bible says. Now note, first of all, he is our adversary. He sets it forth here. He is an adversary, particular of those that have been captured out of his kingdom and translated over into God's dear kingdom. If you've been delivered tonight, then you're a target of Satan. You see, he comes to set his uh, arrows right at you. And the Bible says that we should put up the shield of faith that we might knock down the, the arrows that are shot at us by Satan. Put up the shield of faith. Oh, how many times we have to raise that shield as the darts come at us from every way from Satan himself. My friends, the Bible says that he's our adversary and especially those, the true Christians, are the object of the enmity of the enemy, as you think of it tonight. Now, he's your adversary if you're here lost tonight. He's your adversary. He's your enemy. He's an enemy of a soul. Many of you that are in this building tonight, you might be unsaved, but yet you realize that Satan is an enemy of the soul, and he is. He's an adversary. He would destroy tonight. You know, when you know an enemy is near, then you kind of set up your guard. Isn't that right? I mean, uh, you put up some kind of defense when you know there's an enemy lurking near. And so tonight I'm telling you that Satan is an adversary and he comes from every angle. Do you know the Bible says that he comes as an angel of light? Sometime he comes with a Bible under his arm and he comes as an angel of light. Then again, he comes as a roaring lion that's here. And did you know that he's harder to, to detect when he comes as an angel of light than he is when he comes as a roaring lion? And so tonight, as we think of the fact that he's an enemy of the cause of truth, he's an enemy of the glory of God, he's an enemy of man, and he would destroy and pull down he is an adversary, and that's the point I want to make. And then, not only is he an adversary, he's a subtle adversary. Now, I want you to note the verse here. He's a subtle adversary. This is why he gives two commands. He says, be sober, be vigilant. He said you've got to watch for him because he's such an enemy that he's subtle and he'll, he'll prounce upon you before you know it. He'll be upon you. You know when a lion is, is stalking the victim and stalking its prey, it moves quietly and just moves right along and it knows the path it's going. Did you know tonight when you go home and go to sleep that Satan will not? He will not go to sleep. He'll be planning so that he can hit you tomorrow or even tonight while you sleep. Satan doesn't sleep. He plans his strategy. And my friend, there are many adversaries as we think of Satan's kingdom and he is the leader of it all. But he's subtle. He's subtle. His victims of prey 
are taken in subtly by subtlety, I should say. You know, all you have to do is look out. We've been bombarded from every side about demons and about Satan, and even it's become kind of a laughing matter in the world, uh, in the rim of the world, as they kind of laugh at the devil and things that are taking place and all like that. Did you know that Satan's strategy is this? He would get you to believe that he has more power than he has or either that he is a nobody. Just so he deceives you. The TV, the magazines, the movies, and all of this has got folks where they even laugh at the devil. Now listen, child of God. Never laugh at hell and never laugh at the devil. He has power. He is a subtle enemy and adversary. And the Apostle Paul says, when you stand in the battle against them, it's going to take everything for you to stand. And having done all to stand, it's going to take everything to stand against the wiles of the devil. My, how this message I see now, uh, why God directed this message tonight, because my friends, right after you're built up in the, in the holy faith, after you're built up, as we were this week, then Satan comes and, boy, you watch out this week. He's going to hit you this is sure as you're sitting where you're sitting. Or we have a tendency to let down just a little bit after we reach a peak in a revival effort and we reach that place, then it is that we let down our guard and Satan comes just like that. And he hits us as hard as he can. I'm saying to you, watch out for your adversary. He's subtle. You come in the front door, back door. Here's another thing. When you come to church, you don't get rid of him. He comes too. He comes too. And he fights the gospel when it's given. My, how he does that. Boy, I'm telling you, when I turned to leave the church this morning, I said, oh me, I've struck out this assured world. Boy, I really struck out today. Struck out today. I began to pray and to realize what had happened. As you were built up and the same group was meeting every night and God was doing something and then a host of people came in here and joined that wasn't in on that thing. And see, I got the blunt of that. Boy, how Satan hits. Watch out. You know what? He'll hit you he'll hit you when you're standing up and when you're lying down. He don't fight fair, I'll tell you he don't. He's subtle. He really is. He's subtle. Hold your place there and let's go over to Corinthian letter in Second Corinthians. In chapter two. He said something about our enemy, our adversary. In verse 11. Well, back up to verse 10 and 11. Let's read this. To whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. 
He's talking about a relationship now between one another. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ. Lest Satan gets an advantage of us. I looked up this word this evening, the word advantage, as is used here in the text in which the Bible is written. You know what it means? Advantage means to get a toehold in the language in which your Bible is written. To get a toehold, just to get a, a toehold. He says, lest Satan get a toehold, an advantage of us. He said we'd forgive one another lest Satan get a toehold. Do you know of anybody you can't forgive tonight as a believer? Something down here in your heart you can't forgive? He said Satan will gain an advantage over that. You better watch. He will. Lest he gets a toehold. In the Ephesian letter, he said, neither give place to the devil. Don't even give him a toehold. He gets a foot in, he'll get in all the way. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. This word devices means his traps. You know Satan sets a trap for you? Did you know that every man that's caught in some kind of what we call moral sins and they're, and they're held so tight in it that he makes up his mind when he's caught in it that he's not going to ever do it again. And he means that when he says it many times. But Satan's trap is set. And pretty soon the trap goes. And Satan's trap is set. Here Paul said, we're not ignorant of his devices. We're not ignorant of his traps. My friend, keep your eyes open as a Christian. Be vigilant and sober and watching for him. He's a subtle adversary. Not only is he an adversary, he's subtle. And then in this passage that we're looking at tonight in 1 Peter chapter 5, you'll note that he is not only our adversary, and he's subtle, but he's active. It says that he walketh about. He walketh about. He's active. And he's moving about. This word walketh about means that he is continually, and he's never still. He's always at work. He's always at work. And he never gives up. Now, the Bible says if you resist him if you submit to God and resist Satan as it says here to resist him in the faith that he will flee from you but you watch out he'll be back he'll be back he'll leave you for a little while but he'll be back he'll be back my friend he'll be back watch out for him if he hits you today and you got victory over him, watch out, he'll hit you tomorrow. He's an active adversary. You know the line that's used here uh, moves over a wide range of area as it hunts its prey. 
And he put this in the Bible to warn us. That's the way Satan does. He moves across, boy, a lot of ground. He moves across a lot of ground. You say, preacher, uh, he doesn't have power like God. He can't be everywhere at one place uh, at one time. No, he can't. But you know what? This Bible says that Satan is a, an organizer, and boy, he's got his kingdom organized. If he doesn't come, he sends somebody. You see, Satan, Satan can't be everywhere at one time. He's, he's not omnipresent. He doesn't have all power, but my friend, he can send somebody. He is active. He's an active enemy. And he moves in a wide range. And his kingdom is well organized. And so we are no match for him within ourselves. When you try to tackle Satan by yourself, you just watch out. You go down in the battle. You can't handle him in the flesh. The only way to meet him is with a sword in your hand. With a sword in your hand. Prayer in your heart and the sword in your hand. And that's what he says in the Ephesian letter. And he said, I, when you do that, you, when you come out of the battle, it'll be hand-to-hand battle. And uh, having done all to stand. He's an active adversary. And he moves in a wide range. I want you to know something else. He's cruel. You know this adversary is cruel? You see that in the passage, do you? It says, Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He's cruel. Did you know a lion has no mercy? When a lion's hungry, it does not stop and consider uh, about this animal that it's been after and its prey. It doesn't stop and consider and... The, the apostle here is telling you as a Christian, Satan has no mercy. He has no pity. He's cruel. When he moves in upon you, he carries out his plan as best he can. If you're not ready for him, if you're not ready for him. And <clears throat> it, cruelty is a part of his character. That's set forth in the Bible. Cruelty is a part of his character. Do you know tonight... If you could line up the victims of Satan in this one city that he stripped them down and took away everything from them. He steals, my friend, from them. He'll take away everything from them. Oh, my friend, as he comes and he said, if you'll do this, you'll have a good time. If you do this, you'll have a good time. And all of that and all the thrills that he puts out in the bright lights of the lights of it. But he doesn't tell you about the end of it. He doesn't tell you about the end of it. The Bible says that the last, it biteth like a snake. It bites like a snake. When folks begin to chip away just a little bit at sin, and then they go deeper into it, and deeper and deeper into it, Satan doesn't tell you all of the consequences that goes with it. My friend, the wages of sin is death, spiritual death. The wages of sin is death. Satan has no mercy. He comes along 
and he'll take away the soul and take away the spirit and take away the body. He'll strip you of everything and take it away. My friend, he's cruel. He's cruel. He's an adversary. He's an enemy that's cruel. And then, not only so, but he's a powerful adversary. He's a powerful adversary. I see that in the passage because of the term that's used here, the lion. The lion. Did you know that the same animal is used of your Lord, the lion? He's of the lion of the tribe of Judah. And that's used of your Lord. But here it's used in a different sense. It's used in a different sense. And the lion never roars while it's moving in upon its enemy just as soon as it as it captures its enemy, it roars a triumph. It roars a triumph. You see, if it roared before, it would alert the, in, uh, the victim that it's after. Satan sets off and laughs tonight at those that are caught in his web and he's, and he's tightening the rope upon them and he's tightening the rope. My friend tonight, uh, I say to you that he's a powerful adversary. As he comes, he's a powerful adversary. Christian, be sober, be vigilant, be awake. Never underestimate the power of the enemy. You know that many a child of God that start walking down uh, the pathway and they did not reckon upon the enemy and the power of the enemy. They went down in defeat. They went down in defeat. Study your enemy. Study your enemy. Did you know that the generals study their enemy in the armies? They study the enemy. They study the strength. They study how they move into the battle. They study the enemy. We do well tonight as a child of God to study our enemy, our adversary. Know something about him and the way that he operates. He's subtle. He's active. He's cruel and he's powerful. What an adversary that is to face tonight. And uh, from now on as a child of God until we go home to glory. For Satan will be around. He certainly will. Until as we were studying in the book of the Revelation. And we hope to return to that one of these nights. But my friend, I felt in my heart that I should say something about Satan. Because I feel... He's gonna he's gonna strike a note. He sure is, and it'll it'll be soon. It'll be soon, because he does not sit still. He does not sit still when God is at work. No, sir. He never sits still when God's at work. He wouldn't be much of a devil if he did, would he? He wouldn't be much of a devil if he did. So Satan comes as a roaring lion to persecute or as an angel of light to patternize you. And then he comes as an adversary to accuse you or as a serpent to beguile you. He seeks to make men represent him as an awful being or as a nobody. Boy, he's versatile. You see, angel of light or a roaring lion. He seeks to deceive as to his personality as to his work, as to his destiny. Do you know Satan 
never gives in those uh, things that are coming out now, in the movies and on the TV and the magazines and all this, he never says anything about his destiny. Do you know they picture him as the God of the underworld and that, and they leave it right there. My friend, this Bible says uh, the last picture I get of him, he'll be in the lake of fire. Do you know that? He'll be in the lake of fire. And so they never give that side of it. But Satan doesn't want folks to have that side. He, he hides his personality, he hides his work, he hides his destiny. And then he seeks to, uh, induce, to induce men to attach little point, uh, importance to doctrine or to holy living. To doctrine or holy living. My friend, that's very important, that we live close to God. Do you know that Satan takes note of those who walk with the Lord and are concerned about the things of God? And uh, that's why that the battle rages right there. And then he endeavors to introduce jealousy among believers or else to make them indifferent to one another. He seeks to introduce jealousy any way that he can or or to make them indifferent to one another. Boy, he, he tries to break that unity. He really does. Or he, he hates a unity in prayer. He hates a unity in obedience. He hates a unity in the presence of God as God visits his people. He hates a unity in purpose. He hates a unity of praise. If you have praise in your heart, you, you just watch out. You see, uh, Satan will be coming, trying to take that away. And then uh, he hates uh, those that go right along in service for him. And then he, re he hates a respect for God's servants. He does. It's set forth in the book of Acts chapter 15 and verse 25. And then Satan seeks to puff up by pride or to cast us down by discouragement. You know, if he can't push you off on the bridge on, on this side, he'll push you off on the other side. He doesn't care as long as you get off the bridge. Satan comes to do that. He seeks to puff you up by pride or to cast you down by discouragement. Pride is like Joseph's coat. It's of many colors. Presents itself in a variety of ways. If he fails an attempt to puff you up with pride that you're somebody, then you'll go to the opposite and try the other extreme that you're nobody. Boy, he is subtle, isn't he? And then... Satan's policy is to cause one to lean on self or only partially to trust in the Lord Jesus. Listen, don't stop short of full surrender to the Lord Jesus. Don't stop short. There is no shortcuts to full surrender. I should put it like that. There's no shortcuts to full surrender. And halfway measures will never do. Because, as I said, this battle's real. Just as real as you're real tonight, and many of you felt the pressure of it. You felt Satan as he comes to you day after day and day after day. But the Bible says, watch out for your adversary, the devil. Watch out for him. 
for he's walking about. He's not in hell. He's here tonight. He's up and down the land. He's moving and taking care of his kingdom. And he's moving against the glory of God and the purpose of God. And he's trying to overthrow. You know what the Bible says that Christians ought to be doing? They're to be undoing the works of the devil. Destroy. The Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. You know, we belong to the Lord, and we are part of that. And we're in the battle against Satan. My friend, tonight I felt that we should be warned along this line. Watch out for your adversary. He's out there. He's out there. Let us stand. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Maybe somebody that's lost in this building tonight, you know what it is to be caught captive of Satan. And you know that Christ is the deliverer. You know that's so. If you could just get to Christ, if you could get to him, my friend, press through and come to him. Come to him. I'm thinking of a woman in the Bible. She was in a crowd. And there were many hindrances from that woman getting to the Savior. But you know, the Bible says that she pressed through the crowd and came to Christ. She came to Christ. And when she got to Christ, then the work was done. Oh, that you might come to him this evening and get to him. For in him is salvation and deliverance. You could see it tonight. And then, child of God, you need to stay on praying ground. And read your Bible, be sober and be alert. Be sober-minded, be watching for the enemy because he's coming. He's out there. Resist him in the faith. Resist him. The Bible says he will flee from you. Father, we're thankful tonight for this word of God. We're thankful, Lord, that you warn us against Satan. We know tonight that he opposes such a message as this, that he hates it, and he opposes it. But, Lord, we know tonight that we need to be warned concerning him and how he works. And, Father, we pray that we be alert, that we be looking, looking out for him. And then, our Father, we do pray this evening for those that are not yet saved in this building. They're lost. If they died tonight, they'd go to hell. They're captives of Satan. God, we pray that deliverance will come to their heart. May they be delivered out of Satan's kingdom and into the kingdom of God's dear Son. We'll thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.